You only have so much time. And you have a big assignment. I want the entire world to hear the gospel in my generation. I want every person on this planet to be saved. We open God's Word today together to be subject to it, to be taught by it, to be instructed. Let's go. What you're saying right now is, how did we get here? Well, because people do not believe in the sufficiency of Scripture. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's where it is. Yep. Being Reformed is more than just affirming the five solas. It's more than just affirming Tulip. No one is outside the reach of Christ and His blood. If we are truly Reformed, there should be a sanctification, a desire to be sanctified by Christ, by holding onto as tight as we can the one who makes us white as snow. You can no more born yourself again than you born yourself the first time. Just so that you guys don't think we're just pulling stuff out of our cans here. Thank you for tuning in to Matter of Theology. A.G. Martin here. Uh, I'm here with a special co-host for this episode, and he may be a co-host for, for a little bit. You know, We'll have to see how things play out. Uh, I know y'all are really wanting that part four of our Romans 1 series. Uh, don't worry, we will get it to you. I promise. It's just right now it's hard to get everyone uh, in the same place. Nick's doing spring football and Chris has a lot of things going on. So it's just hard, but we will get it to you. But for this episode, my special guest co-host, Josh Loftus from Every Day on Monday podcast. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. You, you you brought in the B team. We've got the B team. The varsity's out. The varsity's on the road, man. And we've got the we've got the C squad out today. That's right. So. We're, we're we're just doing our best, you know. We're just limping along, right. limping along. It's going to be a 20 minute podcast. It'll be it. It's like you know the the great thing about having Nick is basically you just put a microphone in front of his face and you say this is what we're talking about and he goes with it he just goes off, off to the races he, he doesn't he doesn't prepare he doesn't really have any notes he's got an open bible and he just takes off it's it's amazing oh, okay all right well that makes me feel a lot better because yeah. if yeah yeah that's good all right yeah. so today's episode we're going to be talking about why kids go off to college and then they end up leaving the church yeah and this is something that yeah. i mean it's pretty frequent. Like we see it all the time. If, if you're in church, you know, those kids that you've watched them kind of grow up in church, you've seen them in the youth group, and then they go off right. to college and then you never see them again until 10, 15 years later when they come back. Right. So now you have a lot of experience in this. This is something near and dear to you. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a youth pastor for a while. Uh, I was actually a college pastor for a mm. while as well. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's, it's one of those it's one of the hardest things that anybody in ministry, and I mean, you don't even have to be in ministry. Uh, I mean, you, you, I mean, you just have to know these kids. It's one of the hardest things you can see is them growing up in the youth groups, going through, you know, the, the college groups and then head off to college. And I swear every single time one of my high schoolers would head off to college that I would just have this sinking feeling in my gut, just like, Oh man, just, I really hope they do this, 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 and this, uh, because otherwise, um, 
you know, that that college atmosphere and environment is just going to eat them up. Yeah. You know, and and sadly, I saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't across the board uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it is an 100 percent death ratio <laughs> on this. But but it's 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 high and, mm-hmm. and, and you see those. And, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's it's near and dear just because it's it's hard mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing I noticed was uh, especially, you know, I graduated from a, a Christian high school. And, you know, I look at just the people I graduated with and a lot of them, when they went off to college, they, they left the church. Not only did they leave the church, they left the faith. Like, yeah. like they, right. they went to college, got some psychology teacher, some uh, life yeah. science teacher. And all of a sudden now they don't believe anymore because they were easily right. persuaded. Right. So now let's really get into why we think this this might be taking place what how do we prevent this what what are kind mm. of the warning signs that we should look for yeah yeah i think you know just just thinking about the problem as a whole right you have to go back to the root of it cuz cuz obviously them leaving the church and coming back from college persuaded that christianity is a is an incorrect worldview that's that's the symptom of a greater problem yeah. right that's the end result that's the that's the bottom of the hill that's the bottom of the snowball mm-hmm. right it is already it's already careened out of control right, yeah. by that point. We, we're, we're just seeing the manifestation of something that has been started years and years before That's that. Right. right? Um, so I think it's helpful to think of it like that first, mm-hmm. because so often we can just be like, man, what happened? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you see these kids just, you know, seem to seem to be doing fine, go off to college and come back atheists. And we're so surprised. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, um, and it's important, I think, first and foremost to us for us to look backwards and to look at first and foremost, what is the church do? How were they brought up in the church? Mm. What is their view of church? Mm. When, when we see them engaged in church, what does that look like? Right. Church membership, Mm -hmm. right? It seems like we have such a hard line. Um, You know, it seems to be at the, the year 18 mark that, you know, once, you know, when you're in middle school and high school, you're not expected to be involved in church at all. Just show up to youth group. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then after 18, then you're a church member, then you're part of the church. Mm-hmm. Right. And that mentality is so dangerous Yeah. just because if they're part of the elect, if they're coming to church, they are part of the body. We need to be treating them like That's that. Right. right? Yeah. Um, so part of the problem that I see, especially out here in the Pacific Northwest, I'm in Washington. So it's a big epidemic mm. out here where I'm at. Uh, is I see over and over and over again, churches not laying the foundation of what it means to be a church member, mm. what it means to be a Christian in today's society. And we're okay with just letting them just kind of do whatever they want, show yeah. up whenever they want to on Wednesday nights and eat the pizza and listen to the, the feel good talks. And then boom, yeah. that's it. Right. Right. And then we're so, we're so surprised when they come back atheists, yeah. you know, and, and part of me is just like, what, what did you expect? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. What did you expect? You didn't give them any foundation. Right. Yeah. That's, right? That, that's the, you, you know, in Vody, Vody is really against like youth groups and, and youth yeah. ministries and yeah. stuff. But yeah. you know, if, if your church has a youth ministry, it's important that you do it right, right? And right. so one thing that's lacking in many youth ministries is Bible teaching. So yep. so at the church that I go to, our youth group does 
we do expository teaching just like we would on a Sunday morning. Now it's a little different. It's a little, it's, it, it's more on the kids level so that they can understand it. Cause we've got middle schoolers and high schoolers together, but right. it's the same thing. We go through books of the Bible chapter at a time, and then they get right. to see how to read the Bible. They get to see how, if we're in an old Testament book, how it points to Christ. And then when we're in the new Testament books, we can see, the life of Christ, what Christ did, and then how we can apply it effectively to our lives in order to actually live out the Christian life and grow in our sanctification, uh, becoming more Christ-like. So, uh, I mean, when we get to the core of, of the church with the youth, it's there's no Bible teaching. And even even many churches, if you look on their regular Sunday mornings, there's no Bible teaching there. It's just, it's a lot of uh, teaching of moralism, right? Go out and be a good person. Well, now these kids, they leave uh, the, the church, they go off to college. They have in their mind, oh, well, I just need to be a good person because that's all my pastor really taught me. He didn't teach me scripture. He taught me to how to be a good person. Well, I see the atheists over there he's a good person and he doesn't even have Jesus, you know? So, I mean, why do I, why do I need to go to church? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's, that's, that's so important to go back to, again, that foundation is this isn't just a problem with youth groups, Mm -hmm. right? If there's a problem with the youth group, then there's a problem with the Sunday morning service. Oh yeah. Right. Right. They are, they are connected. Right. And, and I, I, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Vody Bauckham. He's awesome. I don't go to the extreme that he does to say (laughs) that all the old youth groups are bad. Um, I actually know quite a few youth groups and youth leaders that are doing a great job in keeping tabs on what the youth of today are struggling with Mm -hmm. in our culture and applying the gospel to that. Yeah. And I think that's vital because it's the same gospel, right? Yeah. And it can be applied to every single generation. But the problem is just kind of what you were talking about is that our churches have turned into sideshows, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? And the preaching is a comedy sketch. The The gospel is absent and our Jesus is a very small God that just wants us happy. That's right. Yeah. Right. How is that going to get anybody through anything? That's right. That's, it's not going to do a thing, right. right? And sadly, that's being propagated in our pulpits, mm-hmm. and then it trickles down into the youth ministry. And when the gospel is absent, mm-hmm. when good, solid, foundational theology is absent, mm-hmm. there is absolutely no foundation. Their house is built on the sand, mm-hmm. and the minute that atheistic wave comes and hits that house, it's going to crash, that's right? right? That's right. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I think <clears> – <throat> So I also think the problem, and this is just, you know, kind of my theory, uh, because I I, kind of see this uh, play out a little bit, and that is a lot of parents believe that it's the church's job to Mm. teach and keep their kids, Mm. whereas scripture teaches us that it's the parent's job to train up the kids, Right. So right. so Proverbs 22, verse verse uh, six, you know, says mm-hmm. train up a child in the way he should go. Right. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So so right. the parent's job from the beginning is to train up your children in right. the foundations of Scripture, who Christ is, what he has done, who you are in relation to Christ. Right. So that mm-hmm. your children, when they're little can have that that foundational understanding. They can be brought to repentance, even at a young age. And then from that point on, it's just growing in discipleship, 
right? Exactly. Now, we're not saying that they won't, you know, fall off the path somewhere, you know, no, as, no, as, no, no. As, as they grow and they, they you know, they, they fall right. into sin, you know, that's right. You, we aren't we aren't looking to the parents for the kids of salvation. Right, I mean, right, we're not yeah. we're not we're not Presbyterian. Right. Come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but but ultimately, what, what I see a lot of is parents who basically leave everything to their kids, right? And when they're in home, they yeah. they leave it the kid's responsibility to read the Bible if he wants to read the Bible. And most of the time, you know, they don't say anything when he's down in his room playing video games, you know, right. or whatever. And then they're active and they go to youth group. They're not right. getting any Bible. So they don't know anything about the Christian faith. They just know they prayed a prayer once and, you know, their soul's good. Right. You know, that's right. Higher insurance. That's it. <laughs> that's, know, that's, it. All it is, right? that's it. I mean, and really what that is, is. Because I believe everything starts with parents and as someone who's about to be a parent, you know, this is yeah, something right. that I'm, which we were talking about this before the show. For those of you that don't know, um, I'm, my wife and I just found out we're five weeks along pregnant. So, whoop, whoop. All right. yeah, so, uh, prayers, lots, lots of prayers for that. Um, so cool. So it's exciting, but it's also kind of nerve wracking, but now yeah. it also brings into the realization of, I need to get prepared to raise mm. up my kid so that, at a young age, my kid has an understanding of who God is. That way, the the biblical and theological training is taking place in my home. The church is supplemental to that. They're coming right. alongside and they're helping me with that. And that right. way, when my kid goes off to college, he's mm -hmm. not going to be moved and swayed by some science or philosophy teacher. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And that, that was one of the first things that I would always make sure to tell the parents of the kids that were in my youth group was that I am here as a support role. Mm -hmm. I am not responsible. I'm not here to raise your kids. I'm not here to be the one that is going to be the primary influence spiritually for them. That has to come from yeah. you, right? That has to start in home. And sadly, a lot of kids that come to youth group don't have that in the home. Yeah, oh, so, you yeah, know, for yeah. some kids, for some kids, youth groups all they've right. got. Yeah, yeah. You know, for some kids, the youth leaders are the only ones around that are that are speaking into their lives, right? Oh, yeah. And 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 digging deep into the issues that they have. Yeah. So that, for one, you know, that's one reason why I think yeah. youth group is important. Yeah. Uh, just because oh, it, it's very specific, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would always. And, and I'm going to even back up one more. It's like, yes, it starts with the parents. But ultimately, it starts with the pulpit. Yeah, yeah. It starts yeah, with yeah. the leadership of the church setting the tone mm -hmm. and making a specific uh, plea to the parents and equipping mm -hmm. the parents, right? And saying, mm -hmm. look, That's parents, good. this is what you need to be doing, right? Because we need to equip parents to do That's that, right. right? For those of us that preach and those of us that are in, in ministry, we should be we should be bolstering yeah. these parents because parenting is a hard job, mm. right? Yeah. It is, it, it's, it's super hard, especially with all the influences that the youth have come into their heads today. Mm. Right. So it's the pulpit's primary job mm. there to, in this specific scenario, to support the parents and equip them yes. for the yeah. raising of their children in a gospel centered you know, gospel centered world. Right. Yeah. right. It's got to start yeah. there. And then it goes to the parents. Then it goes to the kids so that these kids are literally saturated mm -hmm. 
in gospel centered theology um, from when they come out of the womb to age 18, when they're, when they, when they head off to college Mm -hmm. and that's, and that's, that's lacking. That's lacking today. Right. Yeah, that is. And really, well, you know, when you started saying that it, it, I see it as a cycle, right? It starts with the pulpit to help equip and raise up the parents. Right. Um, And then the parents, once they have kids or once even that, you know, they may not have even been taught this when they were kids. So now they're Mm -hmm. learning it and they can teach it to their kids. And now their kids can grow up and the cycle repeats, repeats itself. So, right. Yeah. 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 We can't, we can't assume, sadly, we can't assume that the parents understand Mm -hmm. uh, what, what to do. Right. Right. Because every generation has its blind spots. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and I think it's part of the problem is that I think some churches are just assuming that the parents know how to lead their kids spiritually, know how to apply the gospel to their son's porn addiction or their, or their daughter cutting. Right. How do you apply the gospel to that? Yeah. And what Um, we see, I mean, I know what I see, especially let's just take the porn addiction. Right. When, you know, a kid gets caught with pornography you know, mm-hmm. the first reaction from a parent is not, well, let's let, let's bring the gospel into this and show how it's sin and, you know, no. discipline yeah. according to that. It's, well, let's yell right. at them and and yep. just say, this is wrong. You don't need to do this. Okay, but why is it wrong? Why right. don't we need to do that? Right. We can't we can't just legislate morality. Right. Morality for the sake of morality is 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 nothing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to do anything. Like I need to know why this is bad. I need mm-hmm. to know because God is holy, right. because Jesus is good, mm-hmm. because Christ was nailed for that addiction. Right? That's why I need to know that we need to bring back the reasoning and not just because I said so, because it's not because you said so. You're not the authority. Right. Right? Sin isn't sin because, because you say it's sin. It's because God is who he That's is. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Very true. So now what do we do if there's so we're a, a member of a church and yeah. we know that our youth group, it, it, they're not teaching scripture. They're not proclaiming scripture. Right. Mm, um, yeah. And what, what do we do uh, for as far as our kids? Right. We, we you know, our kids go to public school because we can't afford private school. We can't we, mm-hmm. we don't have the ability to homeschool. So they have to go to public school. So they're sitting eight hours a day in public school and then they go off to youth group but they're not getting fed. We try to disciple as best we can at home, but with homework and all this stuff, extracurriculars, you know, what do we do? How do we approach that with a, with a youth group that we see is not, you know, properly feeding our kids? Sure. Yeah. Well, I would, I I think you would, you, you have a couple options there. Um, You can definitely go to, I mean, I would always encourage somebody to go to the leadership of their church. Mm. Uh, first and foremost, if if your leadership is doing what they're supposed to, they will listen to your concerns, weigh them in scripture, and hopefully do something about mm-hmm. it. Right. So first and foremost, best case scenario, you go you go to your leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do that and nothing happens, uh, maybe they 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 throw you off or you know whatever the situation is, then I would say that. <sighs> It's vital that your kid be surrounded by godly gospel-centered influences. Mm. And you as a parent, <clears throat> even though it might be a discomfort to your child at the moment, have a duty to do that. Mm. 
So I don't, you know, and, and again, I don't want to make some, you know, some, some rash decisions like, well, you got to pull your kid out of that youth group and, you know, stick him in a Bible. So, you know, I'm not saying that. Um, but there are godly influences all around yeah, us. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There are, um, you know, there are, there are men and women who are available, mm-hmm. right? You know, is there, are there people in your church who you trust, mm. who would be a good influence on your kid, right? Right, right. Oh, and, yeah. You know, honestly, if you're going to a church where there's literally nobody in there who you would trust to like disciple your you're, kids. You're in the wrong place. At that point, <laughs> at that point, leave the church. Yes. <laughs> okay? At that point, you need to find a different church, right? But there's got to be somebody, mm-hmm. right? Discipleship is this old, seems to be this old, like, like this old archaic thing of the, the older men discipling the younger men. But that's exactly what we need, yeah, right? Absolutely. Find an old guy, you know, who's willing to give his time and meet with your son. Mm-hmm. Right. And invest his life into him. Find an older lady who is willing to take your daughter out to coffee mm-hmm. every week and just talk about the weird, awkward stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And how does the gospel apply to that? Because parents have it so hard as they, you know, they have to definitely have those off- awkward conversations. But it's sometimes so helpful to have a third party because yeah. Yeah. in some situations, I know that's how it was with me. I was more willing to open up to a third party about different stuff yeah. than I was my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, sure. find, find somebody in your church first, see if, see if there's somebody there that'll come alongside your kids. Yeah. yeah I think that's good. That's, that's very good. And you, you do make a great point about people thinking that discipleship is just this archaic, you know, thing that, that, yeah, that we, right. well, we don't need to do that. Well, no, we really do because that's why we that see <laughs> men the way that they are dressing the way that they do and thinking that they're women and things like that is because there's, (laughs) there were no men to come alongside them and show them how to be men. That's right. That's right. My mind goes to that old, oh man. Uh, So I grew up on Westerns, man. I love Westerns, old John Wayne Westerns. Right. And there's that scene where John Wayne walks up to the little kid and he's like, do you know how to swim? And the kid goes, no, he goes, you don't know how to swim. And he picks him up by the, by the belt loop and just chucks him in the lake. (laughs) He's like, you'll figure it out. That's, <laughs> right? that, like, yeah, that's literally how like everyone in my parents' generation learned to swim. <laughs> I know, right? But it works. Yeah. It works, right? But but you know, I mean, that's and that's a comical example. But you're right. We need men, mm. you know, especially in my life, who's going to call me, call me on my junk, yeah. right? Oh, and be yeah. like, hey, dude, you're out of line, mm-hmm. right? Like that's 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 a bunch of bull. Right. You, you can't be doing that. Come on, mm-hmm. right? We we need that. Yeah, yeah I know. I uh, need that. One thing I think would be good, um, I forgot what it, what it was called, but uh, when when I went to G3, Paul Washer spoke. Mm. Oh, and, boy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you're here, like, in one piece. <laughs> Guy's fire, what, man. What's even worse is I got to meet Paul Washer, and that was, oh, I was like, I hope my hand. <laughs> I'm never washing this hand again. <laughs> I was like, I hope just a handshake doesn't make me want to shrivel up and go under a hole. But, uh, that's right. But, uh, um, he's talking about, yeah, you. exactly. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, no, when he spoke, I, everyone was really afraid to clap when he made a good point. So, <laughs> yes, yes, don't clap, don't clap. But, uh, uh but he made a good point about what churches used to have when a young man, or woman would go off Oh, watch care. He called it watch care. Um, they would go off to college. That pastor would go to the town, wherever that college was 
and he would meet the local church pastor and he would introduce yeah. them, you know, to the elders and the church so that there was someone watching over this person. So they, right. and th- now granted, this was back when pastors were pastors and they, they actually fulfilled their role because we don't see that very much nowadays. Um, right. You know, he's basically he's saying he's going from my care into your care and and you better not, uh, you know, mess us up because I'm entrusting I'm entrusting a part of my flock to you. Uh, So but I mean, we don't now it's just the let me lay hands on you and pray for you and, you know, send you out into the world because you got, you know, the grace of God on you and then they never return again. Yeah, and that's what breaks my heart, I think, the most is that when we send these kids out um, to college and these kids go to the college, in, in, in my opinion, they are going into the most hostile environment mm-hmm. for a Christian oh, yeah. in America. Yeah. I do not believe there is any more hostile environment for a Christian in, in America, mm-hmm. right? Specific here, America, yeah. uh, than the secular college campus. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, these kids are coming in, uh, without a foundation, first time stretching their wings, yep. right. And, and, and stretch, you know, you know, flexing their spiritual muscles. And then you, you put them up against a prof, you know, an atheist mm-hmm. who, who has 50 years mm-hmm. debating these kids. What do you think is going to happen? Right. It's not going to be God's not dead. Part one, two, and three. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's Your not kid... real life. <laughs> that's not, that's not real life. It's not going to happen. Your kid is going to get shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that goes back to kind of the training up the, you know, these kids yes. go out and all they've really known, they've had their, just their circle of friends. Right. Who, you know, where if they're in church, well, everyone's a believer. And so they just they don't really have they're not forced to interact with other worldviews. So they don't know how to handle it. So when they come into contact with someone of another worldview who can shut down all their superficial arguments. Right. Right. They can they can make cases and show the Bible to be, quote unquote, contradictory because the person, uh, the kid has never been taught that. There are no contradictions, and this is how you handle a question like that, right? So there's a very right. uh, not only just lack of biblical foundation, but theological foundation as well. Yep. And I mean, how to deal and interact with different worldviews? Because for some reason, I don't know why parents don't think that you know outside of church there are differing worldviews that you know, and people disagree with you. I know. Yeah, it's true. We, we we put up these. And yes, there are things, you know, when your kids are a certain age, you want to protect them from stuff. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. Yeah. I totally understand that. that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the kid who's 16, 17, 18 years old, mm-hmm. about to go in the world. And they don't, they don't know any other worldview other than their youth group culture. Right. That's a problem, mm-hmm. right? And that's actually, in my opinion, uh, borderline not not following scripture right right right, right. we have in uh you know one that i wrote down here was was first peter 315 mm-hmm. right and it's but in your hearts honor christ as the lord as holy always being prepared to make a defense mm-hmm. to anyone who asks you for a reason that the hope mm-hmm. that is within that's you right. paul isn't just talking to adults right. here right <laughs> this isn't something that's just okay you know we're talking we're talking to the adults now so you all, all you adults need to be ready this is a blanket yeah. statement for anybody who claims Christ, oh yeah right 
Um, and part of that always being willing, always being prepared to make a defense is knowing your enemy. That's right. Yeah. Right. You can't make a defense mm. if you don't know your enemy's battle plan. That's right. Right. Yeah. I can't make a defense and know how to how, how to maneuver and attack and parry if I don't know the arguments of the atheist That's right. or the deist yeah. or the Mormon. Mm. Right. I, I can't do it. You have to be willing to engage. And when these kids are in high school, they're sponges, yeah. man. It's the best time to mm -hmm. do it. Right. They are in a they are in a safe environment in church, mm -hmm. in youth group where they can biblically and safely work through these problems yep. and work out their own faith in fear and trembling as they're interacting with these different worldviews. Mm -hmm. It's the best time to do it. Why are we? throwing them to the wolves yeah. and be like, all right, go, yeah. go do, <laughs> refute, refute some atheists. Right. Tell, make tell us, how make us proud, <laughs> make <laughs> us proud. Right. And yeah. And, and, and it doesn't work. Right. Right. And we're, we're in our youth groups. We're not training Christians. We're not training these kids to be soldiers. We're training them to be politicians. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. Um, let, let, let's and, come to a yeah. compromise. You know, try to right, meet somewhere right. in the middle. But really, even a, my compromise is just me compromising my position in order to make you happy in yours. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that was one of the first things that really was eye opening to me as a young kid was wanting to have that view because I have a great fear of man issue and I want to make everybody mm -hmm. happy. Is realizing that the Christian worldview does not allow for compromise. That's right. Right. And that's not being taught in youth groups. That's right is there is it is the exclusivity mm -hmm. of the gospel yeah. right and that needs to be yeah. there i mean and even if you get into you know teachers i, I use that term loosely you know like like sure. andy stanley here in atlanta right <laughs> yeah. you know he's i, I think it was the old, the old rusty trailer hitch yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> but i mean he so so russell moore did an interview with him a couple years ago um mm. Uh, about those statements that he had made. And Andy's reading a, an email that he got from a woman in his church who who claims to be an atheist, but a member of his church. And I'm like, well, um, if you're an atheist, Hold you either he doesn't have a church or you're not an atheist. I'm like, because the two don't go together. The church is the yeah. body of Christ, you know? Right. Um, but I mean, what's being taught is that really from from his pulpit or his his stage is you know it doesn't matter what you believe if that let's dumb it down for you you know and let's water it down make the bar as low as possible therefore you call him Allah I call him God hey we're, we're meeting somewhere in the middle right but those they're right. two different two different terms right we mean two different things you say uh, you say you believe in Jesus. Okay, Mr. Mormon, um, I believe in Jesus right. too. Well, they're two completely different Jesuses. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we very much, they're taught to compromise in order, basically in order, so they don't have to really get in, in arguments because intellectual thought nowadays is in churches is just, you know, that's wrong. That's sin. You can't do that. I've, I've literally been told, um, that we shouldn't argue about the Bible. And that's from someone who claims to be a believer. And I go, sure. well, how do you know if someone's teaching what's right or what's wrong? If you don't yep. get into scripture and discuss these things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's the old, you know, 
think it was R.C. Sproul that said it. You know, I'm, you know, he's up in his pulpit and he's like, I hear it all the time. Doctrine divides. Doctrine divides. Theology is not important. Doctrine divides. Well, yeah, doctrine divides. It does. And it should. Because Christ did come to bring us That's sword, right. Yeah. Right. He, he divided relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, we're not talking about the secondary issues, <laughs> you know, such as such as like, you know, you know, eschatology or, you know, how, how old's the earth? You know, that that's not what we're right. talking about. We're talking about baseline. This 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 is important because it defines whether or not you're saved or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who is Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Who is God? How is salvation? You know, how does salvation occur? Yeah. Is it by grace or is it by your works? These are foundational things and hills that we must be willing to die and burn on. That's right. Because if we don't, uh, truth is relative. That's right. And there's no, you mm-hmm. know, and then I agree with Paul. We are, a, we are above all to be pitied That's right. because there's a lot mm-hmm. of lifestyles that are a lot easier than Christianity. Oh, sure. And if Christianity is just one truth and they're all equal, I'm choosing something else. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, which is ironic because, you know, we're taught, you know, or, or well, the culture teaches now, you know, tolerance unless yeah. you're a Christian. So, so, right. so yeah. these kids can go off to university and, you know, tolerance is taught by, uh, by everyone. You can, you know, tolerate the, the Muslim, tolerate the atheist, tolerate right. the, the new age person, whatever. But as soon as someone says, oh, well, I'm a Christian. Well, you're not to be tolerated. And then, you know, the, the, the hazing starts, the bullying starts, that professor, then, you know, forget about what Allah believes about the formation of the earth or or the universe and forget about what Muhammad, Muhammad's (laughs) seven-year-old wives. Let's just glance that. That's right. I mean, and let's forget about, you know, the, how Hindu believes, you know, the world was formed, but let's, let's focus on the person who claims to be Christian and six day creation. And then let's single that person out, you know, and, right. and and try to make them an atheist. Um, yeah. Well. And, well. And that's the problem. Is 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 toler? You know, tolerance uh, is now a euphemism for having to agree. Mm-hmm. Right? right. I will tolerate the Muslim, mm-hmm. meaning I will show them love and dignity as a person sure, created yeah. in the image of yeah, God. Yeah. Right. I'm going to share the gospel with them. I'm going to love them. I'm not going to scream at them. I'm not going to yell mm-hmm. at them. I'm not going to be rude because that's not Christian. Sure. Right. I'm going to tolerate them in that way, but I'm not going to agree with them. Right. right. (laughs) Right? And, and that's the problem is that is if any amount of disagreeing or saying, you know, a a difference of opinion even is seen as intolerant. That's right. Right. And that's just, yeah, it's a battle of definitions. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I mean, especially in a world that is redefining everything. You know, they're yep. redefining what marriage is, redefining what love is. Right. Um, so, you know, yep. really, once you start really breaking it down and you start mm. seeing how the culture has its influence in academia. Right. And yep. uh, because yep. now it's, you know, in these universities, these professors, all they really focus on. Well, I wouldn't I, I shouldn't say all. But a lot of them, what they really focus mm-hmm. on is trying to disprove Christianity. I had a sure. I, I had a friend that um, she went to a, a local college here, and she was mm-hmm. in a I think it was a, a English class, a literature class, and and sure. all the the instructor taught every day was how the Bible's false. That was it the whole <laughs> semester. That's all she heard, and so. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is an English? Yeah. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Did I walk into the wrong class here? Is this philosophy 101? Yeah. What's going on? But then on? She, she went into a, a psychology class, and it was the same thing yeah. in the same school. So, yeah. um, but you, you start to see the, the culture's influence on academia, the redefinition mm-hmm. of terms, yep. coupled with the lack of a theological and biblical foundation. And now mm-hmm. these kids have no chance. No, no, exactly. It is, it is a literal den of lions mm-hmm. that we are willingly throwing these young, impressionable, uh, fragile <laughs> Christians into, um, but you know, and that's the thing, they don't have to be fragile. That's right. They're fragile. They're, they're fragile because of how we're doing mm-hmm. church. We're fragile because youth group isn't, isn't a place where they are learning theology and how to work out their faith. It's a place where they play games and dodgeball and get sick on pizza and Mountain that's Dew, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with pizza and Mountain Dew. I love pizza and Mountain right. Dew, right? But let's talk theology while we're getting sick on Mountain that's right. Dew, that's right? <laughs> right? Um, yeah, and it, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just keeps coming back. And it's ironic, but it's true. It just keeps coming back mm-hmm. to the leadership of the church, yeah. right? And why that is so vital. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the logical train that that you are following. Mm-hmm. The steps that 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 lead to these kids walking away from the faith is that it's not a foundation that's laid. Now let's let, let's kind of switch roles to say the youth pastor. Um, yeah. So right. so okay. if there's any youth pastors listening, right? What right. can we do? Uh, in order to uh, say we haven't before, say we, we've kind of had the model uh, where we want it to be fun for the kids because we want them to keep coming back, uh, right. you know, because if they keep coming back here, you know, they're not getting in trouble somewhere else, um, right. you know, but, you know, we want to start now so that these kids don't fall away once they leave my care. What are some things that we can start to do and start to implement? Right. Yeah. I would say first and foremost, you know, just from my limited uh, experience in that is remember that what you win them with is what you win them yeah, to. That's good. And what you win them with is what you have to keep them mm-hmm. with. Right. Um, and I'm not saying make youth groups boring. Right. I'm not. I, if you want to play games in a youth group, awesome. Go mm-hmm. for it. Dodgeball is a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Do it. Right. But that cannot be the main attraction for your mm-hmm. youth group. It's okay that, you know, kids, you know, that you have games and pizza there for, you know, non-believing kids, you know, you know, their friends can bring mm-hmm. them in. That's, that's great. That's awesome. Right. But first and foremost, you must be training your youth in a gospel-centered theology mm-hmm. through the Bible. Make sure they understand the gospel mm-hmm. first and foremost. Yeah. That has to be paramount, right? That has to be day one, middle school. If you're having a mm-hmm. middle school youth group, teach your kids the well, gospel. Well, we even do – um, I know what we do at my church. We do the gospel project for kids in, yeah, in great. Uh, you know, elementary school. So as soon as yes. they, you know, and, and really it goes all the way to, to toddlers, they kind of, you know, they kind of start in toddlers, move to pre-K. Um, and then when they get to the elementary school level, it's, you know, they go over uh, the same, you know, gospel project lesson. And you'd yeah. be surprised at how many kids, if I ask them, you know, questions about Exodus, they can give me the yeah. answer. You know, it, Dude, kids can do theology, yeah. man. 
It's amazing. Again, kids aren't dumb. That, I know. Right? Kids, kids are getting smarter. Like, like, yes, yes. I realize that we have, you know, there's, you know, you've got, you got the old crotchety people like, well, these smartphones are making these kids all, all dumb. I was like, I'm sorry. There, there are middle schoolers out there that I'm looking at and I'm like, you are way beyond yeah. me. I don't understand how, <laughs> right? Kids can do theology. Oh, yeah. They can. Yeah. Saturate them to the gospel. That's right. Take them through the books of the Bible. Take them through scripture. Teach them theology. That's right. Right. And it doesn't have to be out of, you know, Wayne Grudem's systematic theology. You, you, right. don't, you don't need to make it. You don't need to make it a college course. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but don't don't think your kids are dumb. Right. 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 right? And, and make sure that the theology you're teaching, you know, if you're a youth pastor listen, listening to this, the gospel is paramount. The gospel is the center of everything that you teach. Whatever topic you are teaching on, whether it's something topical, like, you know, something to do with the culture or you're going through a book of the Bible, mm-hmm. your job as a youth pastor, just like our job as preachers, is to where is Jesus Christ in this? That's right. How is this pointing to Jesus Christ? Because what that is going to do is train your kids mm-hmm. to start thinking like that. Where is Jesus in this? Where is Jesus in this? Where is mm-hmm. Jesus in this? And when a worldview comes at them that is false— and against God's word, they're going to be, where is Jesus in this? He's not here. This is wrong. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? That, and you are you are laying that foundation, that gospel-saturated foundation, mm-hmm. where these kids are going to be, tra- you know, you know you're, you're, you're reshaping their minds. Right. You're renewing right. their minds. Well, well, you're teaching right. them, essentially, how to think things through. So, yes. um, you know, if we think back to, you know, really uh, about the – let's just go back to the American revolution, right? You, you would have kids that at about maybe uh, 13 to 15 would leave and they would go be tutored. If they, if you know, their parents could, uh, could afford that they'd go be tutored at a college level education. And then they'd come back, right. 18, 19 with, with like an apprenticeship or a Mm full-time job, you know, doing banking or politics or something, right. The, and now we have kids that become seniors in high school at 18 and they can't read on a sixth grade level. Well, it's right. because, you know, we're not taking that time to actually grow our kids. We, we expect them to do it themselves. So, you know, the whole thing about kids aren't dumb. They're not. You just got to start them out teaching them. Right. Kids, kids aren't dumb. You're just lazy. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it. Kids aren't dumb. You're just lazy. That's it. Right. It's so much easier to organize a dodgeball, a dodgeball game, than to go through an exegetical passage of Romans eight. That's right. Right. For a bunch of twelve year olds. Right. right. Yeah. But it's needed. Yes. That's your twelve year olds can get it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to remember that. The same way that you understood the deep truths of scripture is the exact same way these kids are going to do it. It's through the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit. It's not on you to create this like perfect chart. So the kids are going to, you know, it's going to click. That's not your job. Mm -hmm. Your job is to be faithful in preaching the gospel Mm -hmm. and preaching good theology Mm -hmm. and training these kids in the ways of scripture. And the Holy Spirit is going to apply that. That, right. That is where yeah. your job ends. Yeah. Yeah. Having <laughs> right? having faith in the sovereignty of God. That's right. That that, that yes, he's exactly. gonna do his work in them as long as you're faithful right. to the gospel. That's right. Um Amen. Yeah. One thing that I would say in terms of what a youth pastor can do, and it's it's a thing that I really love, 
and it's a time that I really love is break up your small group or break up your, your, your youth group into small groups, right? Have, have leaders that can be over Mm -hmm. a small group. So like break it up first into boys and girls and then break it up by, by grade. So this, you know, you got sixth graders together, sixth grade boys, sixth grade girls, uh, all the way up to 12th grade boys, 12th grade girls. That way you can actually start building those relationships with those kids, Uh, you know, text them, text their parents, you know, talk to them. And, And when you build that relationship, you can actually start to talk about kind of the uncomfortable things and the things that they're struggling with. Um, and and that way they feel comfortable. They have question, they can come to you and then you can give a biblical answer, right? Like I know I had one kid that, uh, in my small group, he was, you know, he was struggling with stuff and I asked him the first thing I asked him, I said, well, how's your relationship with your dad? He says, I, I said, is this something you can talk to your dad about? And he said, oh yeah. I said, well, the first thing you need to do is you need to go tell your dad, this is kind of, this is the issue of what's going on. And this is what I suggest you do how to resolve that issue. And he went to his dad, said that they did, you know, what I suggested and Hey, it was great. <laughs> you know? right. 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 Yeah, no, exactly. And, and, you know, that's, and that's, you know, again, practical ways of doing this for youth pastors, right? First, you know, here's, here's two, right? One is just kind of what you said. If you're a youth pastor, get a relationship. If, if at all possible, make a solid relationship with the parents, Yeah, right? Be asking the parents, Hey, what's, you know, what's, what's so-and-so struggling with? How can I be helping mm-hmm. him? What, you know, what are you seeing at home? Is he struggling here? Is he struggling here? You know, what are, what are some ways that I can support you, mm-hmm. right? Parents need to hear that. Yeah. And they, they need to hear the youth pastor or the youth director, whoever, whoever's leading the youth. How can I support you in your role in raising your kids. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. one, two, something that I have seen that has been so effective and <clears throat> perhaps more effective than, and something I wish I did as a youth pastor that I didn't do. And it kills me every time I think about it, individual discipleship with your youth group kids. Mm-hmm. If you are a youth pastor and you have the blessing of that being your job, right. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid to do that. Yeah. You're getting paid to Fill your schedule with back-to-back meetings with as many kids as you can fit in there. Mm. Give them an hour, two hours of your time, right? And just pour into Mm. them. Ask them how they're doing. Go get ice. Take them to Dairy Queen. Take them bowling. I don't know. Whatever, right? Invest into their lives. That is where the growth happens, right? Going back to, again, individual discipleship, Mm -hmm. right? Is that is where the true growth mm-hmm. happens because you can only do so much in a group setting, right? right? You're right. going to be going through your lesson, some time for questions, maybe a game, mm-hmm. and then th- that's going to be it, right? right? It's the individual time. Yeah. That is yeah. where it happens. That's where the money is made right yeah. there. Yeah. Another thing um, that I've also seen work very well, um, and, and it goes along with, you know, kind of what I suggested about breaking up into small groups, um, you know, yeah. by, by gender and then by age is make the kids become friends with one another, right? Yeah. Make them right. hang yeah. out together outside of church. Let them build right. a bond and a relationship, right? Cause that right. way they're naturally going to hold each other accountable. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Th- it, 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 it's almost like regular church. Right. Almost. Yeah. Right. 
almost like church membership. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, huh, oh, this sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, church. <laughs> Man, where did we learn that from? Man. Where did, where did we learn about this? Going into each other's homes and holding each other accountable. Oh, yeah. Big person's That's church. Right. That's right. Yeah. It's no yeah. I see the pattern starting to unfold. <laughs> and the pattern is that there's no difference. That's right. Here. So let's stop making That's right. one. All right? That's right. It's just, it's just geared yep. toward a different age group. That's right. That's right. Spurgeon, Spurgeon said, I love this quote. Uh, Spurgeon said that uh, the word of God, oh, well, I'm going to butcher it. Anyway, the word of God is laid out in, in, in such a way that both the giraffes and the asses can. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, I'll give you, I'll give you one guess of which one I am, <laughs> but, but, but it's true. The word of God, it, it, it is because it's from the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm applies to both the old and the young alike. That's what it does, right? right? Let it loose. Mm -hmm. Let it loose. So now we've, we've sent a kid off to college. He's, he's kind of questioning or he has, you know, decided, you know, eh, I don't, I'm going to leave the church. Um, You kind of catch wind of it. You know, how do you approach a situation like that? So he's already decided Mm -hmm that he's going to leave the church. We're at that point. Or even, or even as a parent, because a lot of parents would say, Oh no, you're going to, you're going to be in church. Right. Um, Right. So how, how some ways that we can kind of approach that. um, Yeah. Yeah. I I would think if I may, I would back up two steps real quick and say that it is so important for you as a youth pastor or just someone who cares about the youth. If you know, somebody's going Mm -hmm. off to college, Mm -hmm you sit down with them and help them find a church to get plugged Mm. into. That is so important. Don't rely just on chapel. (laughs) If they're going, you know, if they're going to a Christian, if they're going to Christian college, um, don't rely on, on, on them to have the self-discipline to do it. Mm. You help them find a church in the area that they are plugged into, Mm. right. That they are going to and being fed and accountability is there. That is first and foremost, so important. Like I I really want to make sure we touched on that because so many people, it, it seems like that's just, it seems to be an afterthought mm-hmm. sometimes with, you know, and when I hear a kid going off to college, the first thing that I ask them is, where are you going to church? Have you found a church yet? Mm-hmm. Find a church. That is the, that is what's going to get you through college, <laughs> you know? Um, so yes, first and foremost that, but if they have already decided that they're going to leave the church and they want to. I mean, at that point, we we have to remember our theology, right? Salvation isn't something that we can lose, mm-hmm. right? It's not something that we can come in and out of, right? We are either saved or we're That's not. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's the same gospel either way. Mm-hmm. So I, what I would encourage the parents first and foremost in that would be preach the gospel to your kids. Mm-hmm. Remember your theology. Remember that God is sovereign. And even when the providence is dark and we don't understand it's the same gospel mm. and it's the gospel that's going to get your kid through this. And we all go through dry spells. I would remember, yeah. I, I'd remind them of that. You know, I go mm. through dry spells where I don't feel like I don't look like a Christian. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't look, I don't sound, I don't act like a Christian. We all do that. Um, and time always tells in those situations. Mm. Right. But it's the same gospel. Mm. And if your kid is struggling and he's not plugged into the church, I would encourage that first. I'd encourage the parents, Hey, help your kid find a church, mm. help them do that. If they reject that and say, no, church isn't for me, 
then at that point, look, you need to be trusting in the sovereignty of God, even though it hurts mm. and you are giving them the gospel. Mm. You are loving them and showing them Christ mm. in everything that you do. That'd be first and foremost. Mm. Um, I would really try to find, you know, churches with people around your kids uh, that can speak into their lives. Right. Mm. Um, I, I would, I would network. <laughs> I'd look for good churches and be like, Hey, my son's in you know, the college right down, right down the street. I'm, you know, three, four, five States away. I can't get over there. I need help. Mm. I need somebody to go talk to them. Mm. Right. Do that. Yeah. Right. We're, we're all part of the same family, yeah. right. We're all united by the blood of Christ. We should be caring mm. and, 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 and helping one another yeah. in that. Um, yeah. And that's such a hard situation is I've, I've seen that too. And it's heartbreaking. Mm. Um, but it's, uh, you have to remind yourself, it's the same gospel. The gospel doesn't change. It's the gospel mm. that brings longevity in faith. And it's the gospel that, that will, that will rejuvenate faith mm. in, in an individual. It's the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's just, let's just kind of recap some of these, these, these practical steps and kind of where it, where it needs to start. So and, and, and I like your point at first and first and foremost, it needs to start with the pulpit. Uh, yep. You, you know, kids, yep. you know, why kids leave the church? Because there's there, there's not gospel preaching in the church. Um, right. There, there, there's not biblical yep. foundational preaching of Christ mm-hmm. in the church. There's no gospel being given. Yep. Uh, secondly, the uh, there's no family discipleship. Uh, there's no fam- uh, coming together as a family, digging into the word of scripture, praying with one mm-hmm. another. I mean, prayer is huge. Um, right. And, and we're not talking about just thanking God for food that, around, around the that's dinner right. day. No, this is right. being intentional, turning off the TV, turning, pu- right. putting down the phones and saying, come right. into the living room. We're going to spend time in God's word together. And we're going to pray for right. one another and with one another. Right. Um, and it's it's so just just to touch on that real mm-hmm. fast. I know we're wrapping up, but it's so important that the parents are vulnerable in that yeah. that they show their kids, mm-hmm. look, we don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that we are somehow on this mountain mm-hmm. that we are now sharing all of our you know blessed wisdom on you. Uh, we are beggars showing you other beggars where to find yeah. bread. Yeah, that's good. Right. And, and yeah. it, it, so important yeah, and, and in that if we show that to our kids well yep. uh, our kids are now going to be able to do that to another believer about their age right um right. or exactly. or younger because there's always a a newer christian than you are so so now yep. you're so, going to be your kids are going to be able to share what you have taught them with somebody else right and when your son has that porn addiction he won't feel ashamed to come talk to you because you have it all together. Right. 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 And say, Hey son, uh, I I've struggled with this too. I'm a Mm -hmm. man. Let's, let's talk about how the gospel has Mm -hmm. changed my life and how Jesus is the one that brings change and it's not my strength. Right. right? That is so encouraging and so free for kids to hear from their parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've got the pulpit, we've got the home, uh, we've got so, so some kind of practical steps to uh, be intentional and active. And if your kid is going to college, be proactive in looking for a church for them. Uh, yes. Yeah. Please. You know, do 
you know, I know, you know, especially down here in the South, you know, denominationalism is, is always huge and stuff. And even the denomination of non-denomination. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. They're just Baptist with a cool website, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Canadian said that, but it was funny and it's yeah. true. Yeah. But, but, you know, now with the internet, we can, we can Google an area and we can see all the different churches on all the street corners and we can research them and we can, we can get in touch with pastors and say, Hey, just like you said, my kids come into to school at, at such and such college. I need him to be plugged in a church. I need him to be held accountable. I need him to be under the care and supervision of the church while he's there. Um, yep. Yep. Well, and there's so many resources out there. Like, like, you know, find find a network that you like, whether it's Nine Marks or Acts mm. 29 or Reformed Baptist. Yeah. You know, the yeah. the higher network, whatever it is, they they have church directories. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. just, just type it in. Type into the type in the state. It'll give you a list of churches that are there. Boom. Yep. Give your kid a list. Yep. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. So, and then uh, we've got a kid has to have and start and absolutely start them young. And even if, yeah, oh, and even yeah. if you're just hearing this for the first time and your kid's 15, we'll start it now while they're 15, you know, yeah. um, but, yeah. but biblical theological foundation, right? Yeah. And, and now we're not saying you have to have, you know, every apologetic answer, you know, every, right. you know, ever, but just yeah. all, all you really need to know is the few core truths because all, uh, other religions or, you know, even atheists is just another religion. It's worshiping the God of self. It's still idolatry. Um, the, right. the, they all center right. around the same, uh, the same uh, faulty premises, right? So, so yes. they can all really yeah. be addressed with the same doctrinal truths of scripture. All you have to know is yes. what they are. And so once you know what exactly. they are, when you hear it, you recognize it and you go, right. eh, you're kind of sneaking in some presuppositions there that, that you shouldn't right. be holding to. <laughs> That's right. Let's, let's start with my presupposition, right. shall we? <laughs> right. did, did you just borrow from my worldview? Uh, I think you did. I'm pretty sure that's, yeah. I'm pretty sure by your logic, that's not that's possible. Right. Let's talk about, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> so, so these are just some, cause we hate to see kids go off to college and then they, they return unbelievers. They return hating the church. They return saying church is stupid. I don't want to go, you know, your Bible is false. I don't need religion to be a good person. Uh, You know, we don't want to see our kids go off like that. And we, we definitely don't like it when they return that way. So we need to, as a church body and as parents take the, take the initiative, take the responsibility, mm-hmm. don't assume they can do it themselves. And we need right. to teach our kids and train them up back to Proverbs 22, six, train yeah. up a child. That is your responsibility. Right. right? So. Yeah. Exactly. No, no, that, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And realize that again, in all of this, if you are doing due, due diligence in training your kids up, you know, you're the youth pastor, you're doing your best to take them through, um, you know, theology and the gospel, just, just as we do not take credit for someone's salvation, mm-hmm. 
we should not be taking credit for someone walking away from the faith. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not on us. Right. right. Do, do, due diligence mm-hmm. so that your conscience is right. clear. You have done all that you right. can, but remember in God's mm-hmm. sovereignty, remember your theology, mm-hmm. right? Remember that the Holy spirit is the one that brings salvation. Right. It's not your job and do not be, do not be, uh, Yes, it is discouraging and it's heartbreaking and pray for them and give them the gospel, yeah. but do not let that be right. what ends your ministry. Yeah. yeah. So, so just to, <laughs> right. so, so to walk you through what, what Josh has really just said right there is you're, you're doing your due diligence. You're preaching the gospel to the kids. Yeah. You're teaching them biblical truths, theological truths, theological foundations. You've been proactive in seeking out a church for them. Right. You even gone to the kid and said, these are churches that I would recommend that you try, visit. But ultimately, you cannot make them go. You cannot make them study their Bible because you're not going to be there with them. And so if they walk away in their influence by the culture in the universities, that's not on you. Right. That that's yeah. you've done what you were required to do. And now all you have to do is when you see them, ask how they're doing, pray for them, give them the gospel, continue, continue giving them the gospel, and then and then rest in the sovereignty of the Lord. Yeah. 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 You <laughs> What you said, you said it way better. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I, exactly. I just, Amen. Amen. I just took what you said and I just kind of broke it down a little bit. <laughs> you made, you made it legible. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right. right, man. That's right, man. But anyways, we hope that this episode was really helpful for you. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed having Josh on. I'm sure we're going to have him on a lot more. Uh, yeah, let's do it. But, uh, you know, we hope that, that this was encouraging, that, if you see signs of your kids wanting to walk away from from church, even even if they're currently in college, uh, you know, mm-hmm. now start now being proactive in, in in studying scripture and giving them the gospel. Being pre- prepare yourself to lay a biblical foundation for their life, even while they're in college now, because it's never too late to start. Never too late. Amen. So and. and- Get your kids serving in church, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Get them serving in church. As, as yeah. early as possible. Yeah. That's right. That's, good. That's it. Awesome. So with that, we'll say goodbye from Matter of Theology. It's been great. We love you. Be blessed. Oh, and we have matteroftheology.com that's up, which is really just – it's really just a, a fancy oh. blog page. So, I mean, but we've got uh, several people that are going to be contributors. Uh, and so there's a there's a couple articles up now, one written by me, one written by uh, another guy, A.D. Robertson, who's who's really good. Uh, he's a local practicing attorney um, and he's going through seminary right now as well. Um, he's got a, a lot of good stuff. I've, uh, I've read it. So he's got he's got a couple articles that are uh, one's. I posted one. What's today? What is today? Monday. Yeah, we're recording this Monday. That's right. So I posted one today. He's got one posting Tuesday and then Wednesday. Uh, so um, wow. So it's the thing is no lawyer jokes on the on the podcast. Then <laughs> that, that probably wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, check that out. Uh, if you got any comments, you know, shoot us an email. Matter theology. 
uh, at gmail.com. Anyways, we're getting out of here. We love you. Go in God's grace and be blessed. Good day.